0: So, Patty, I'm really excited about today's episode. I thought our interview with Danny was really exciting.
1: Exciting. I mean, really, I mean, he he, he had me juiced by the end. And uh, right. makes you want know, to get I back out in the field. <laughs> right, right. And then so did you and your questions from the field, I have to tell you, James. Um, Thank you. You know, you're so passionate. I think everybody really needs to, you know, between Danny's interview and James's um, questions from the field, you're going to come away today with some really good action plan uh, components, and yeah. then uh, my uh, question, my uh, report is on real time payments, which I think is is yes. something that you really want to know about as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The the Fed really taking it on with Fed now, and then other things are and happening, then that's and- the
1: clearinghouse with its stuff, and yep. small banks getting into the into the yep. market and
0: merchant funding. So yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, merchants going to get their money uh, instantly. So it's exciting stuff. So uh, yeah. Patty, I'm ready. If you are, let's dive into this thing. Let's go.
2: Welcome to the Merchant Sales Podcast.
0: Hey, everybody. Patty and I are here today with my good friend, Danny McHale, the founder and CEO at Zusa. How are you doing today there, Danny?
3: Good, James. How are you and Patty doing?
0: Doing good. I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Awesome.
3: hope you guys had a good 4th of July.
0: Very good. Very good. Time with fireworks.
1: Family. Fireworks. <laughs>
0: So Not like a holiday that does
1: fireworks.
3: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm really excited about the conversation today. Excited about what Zouza has uh, that they've been rolling out here. Um, We're going to be talking today about moving our merchants online. And, you know, it's really, Danny, I think, time to have this conversation. I think it's past time, really. But a lot of agents and isos have have struggled in this area. So, you know, let's start off with kind of a high-level question what are you seeing in the marketplace right now, Danny? You know, what are you seeing the shift and what's the rationale for you moving forward with trying to get merchants to move their processing online?
3: You know, we're seeing a lot of things, James. Obviously, uh, with, with with a lot of individuals in the payment space, they were so used to the old school, here's a terminal, start processing right. uh, and, and walk away from the merchant. We're seeing those guys either, you know, start to evaporate or become obsolete in the space. And, and we're seeing this newer generation of sales agents in the fintech space that uh, can accommodate their merchants based on what they need. So so we're really seeing it. And that's, that's, you know, not not to promote Zuzi here too much, but that's kind of why we were founded eight years ago. We saw the shift happening in uh, whether it's mobile payments, whether it's online, whether it's POS systems, whether it's, you know, invoicing, appointments, you know, uh, pay as you go, et cetera, et cetera we've developed a platform like that to help the individuals that weren't prepared for this shift in the space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And, yeah. you know, before we even get into other questions too, I, I I forgot I wanted to announce right at the beginning here, but um, Danny and I actually just worked on an ebook um, called evolve or die, uh, moving your merchants online and kind of talking about what this new reality looks like specifically for ISOs and agents. So definitely hang around till the end of this uh, episode here at the end of the interview, we're going to give that, that link out. Um, but, you know, let me ask this, Danny, when you're looking at the market, we talk about ISOs and agents there. What about the merchants? Like, what are you seeing with the merchants? What is their struggle, you know, that they're going through in this post-COVID world? And, and are are they finally ready, you know, to actually make the shift and start, you know, their online ordering or their online scheduling or their e-commerce? Like, are you seeing that shift?
3: There's definitely more of a demand today than there was pre-COVID. Absolutely. There's there there. I think a lot of merchants were. Awoken in this period, you know some are still, uh, you know, hell bent on doing business the way they've done it the last thirty years. But the majority of them are starting to look around. They're starting to become wiser. They're looking for those tools. Uh, they're looking for the cash discounting that we offer, or the invoicing, or calendar tools, or appointments, loyalty programs, marketing. I mean, they're asking more. Like the yeah. the, the average merchant that comes in the door today with Zusa asks for four or five additional features that we have versus the original pre-COVID, maybe they're looking for two, right? right? So they're definitely asking better questions, which is, you know, it's 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 a nice thing to see. It's a nice thing to see when they're asking um, those types of questions.
1: So but, but tell me, Danny, I mean, why do, you know, the traditional ISOs and agents, you know, the guys that are used to just selling a terminal, you know, why has it been so hard for them? I mean, to make why is it so hard for them to make this transition? It seems pretty obvious to me, and I think most anybody else that this shift is inevitable.
3: You know, and it's a great question, Patty. I've sometimes wondered it. In in, in two thousand and fourteen, I spoke at a conference in New Orleans, and uh, right when Zuzo was launching, and I kind of mentioned that uh, unfortunately, you're going to see a huge shift in the industry. You're going to see new uh, softwares new players coming into the space. I think if you look at some of the leaders today in 2021 versus who some of the leaders were in 2014, back then, I think some people thought I was a little crazy, Patty, to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, today, when you look at who are some of the leaders in the space, you're not wondering like, oh, okay, now I see what he was talking about. I, I think remember. the big difference is, is most most of the individuals in the uh, f- FinTech space were a one and done kind of a sale. They want to yeah. sell, place sure. a terminal, move on. Right. Um, and, and and you know and, and I'm not that obviously today that's different than what it was five, six, seven years ago, but mm-hmm. you're you're seeing more people becoming software consultants as opposed mm-hmm. to merchant service sales reps. and right. Obviously, you've got resources like James and yourself and and, and CC Sales Pro, which I always uh, direct agents to personally, and I say, hey, go check out James Shepard. He's really doing a great job helping individuals like your yourself you know evolve in this space. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I think part of it is just it's been the easy way to do a sale, right? I mean, who yeah, doesn't want to just sign a merchant, place a terminal? Right. Well, the problem is what what we tell people is it's just as easy as it is, uh, signing that person, if you win them on price, you're gonna lose them on price. Right, sure. Where we come in and we say, look, uh, let's let's set up your gift card program for free. Let's set up your, your loyalty program for free, customer management, invoicing, time and attendance, all free. Uh, the list goes on and on, right? So, um, you know, that's that's really the difference between us and a few others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a really yeah, good segue, sure. Danny, because I, I really do want to dig in. So to the, kind of more of the nitty gritty details of what you've created, right? So talk to us about, you know, I think there's, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, there's kind of these three main things. We have e-commerce, we have online ordering, online scheduling. I think there may be some other things in there, but can you just walk through a little bit, kind of maybe elevator pitch of what exactly has Zusa created to help merchants, uh, you know, add, grow their business through online revenue? And maybe you could break those down a little bit for our audience.
3: Yeah, absolutely, James. I'd love to. So so, so Zouza offers a lot of different solutions, whether it's QR code ordering, um, online ordering, uh, POS systems, mobile. Our, our newest solution is actually mobile payments where um, individuals can now take payments on a PAX A920 or A920 Pro, as well as... Uh, smartphones like iPhone, Android, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. We've always had Android, and Apple, POS systems. So that right. continues to grow and, and, and really become a market leader. We, we had somebody at SCAA, a very well-known individual in the space say we're we're probably in the top three um, leaders in the industry. So um,
0: yeah, awesome. that
3: continues to grow. And right. our online presence, James, really our online is something unique and different than a lot of our competitors where we do online ordering, Online shopping, like e-commerce, as well as online appointments. So we we just signed up a merchant in uh, Wisconsin the other day. Individual was doing uh, scuba gear lessons, uh, bike rentals, stuff like that. Didn't need a standard POS system or a terminal. Is exact right. words. Where I don't even want a POS system or terminal. I want to be able to take appointments online, take payment online, and then also send out invoices if there's damage to the equipment.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. right. Right.
3: So. You know that's not a merchant that most people in the space would have a solution for they would try to get them on a gateway or a virtual terminal that's not really what they need right? right so 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 that's really our big three is is the whole online the pos systems and mobile and then that's not including like the invoicing and all the other right. fun stuff that uh we can do they can make payment on their phone there as well mm-hmm. and really we asked the merchant how do you want to take payments it's, it's, we give them a choice and, and it can yeah. be three or four or five different ways instead of saying, Hey, here's a standard terminal, plug you know, it into the wall, connect your phone line to it and run a payment. Right. That's, yeah. that's not what we do.
0: Right. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about some trends that you're seeing. We already touched on this a little bit that you are seeing your existing merchants, you know, they're looking for more features. What I'm curious about is specifically when we're talking about online, you know, you know, e-commerce, online ordering, online appointment scheduling, are you seeing additional trends there are there certain verticals that maybe you know the hair salons or whatever it is that maybe before they were a little resistant post-covid they're kind of going wait a minute how, how do i sell my stuff online or how, you know are you seeing some additional trends there maybe there's specific verticals where you have some insights or maybe just overall you're seeing some trends there
3: we are and i'll tell you so so with Zusa unlike a lot of uh, individuals out there we're not whether we don't care how you sell or what you do all of our features apply so, so, for example, if you're looking at cash discounting and surcharging, it works online just like it works on the POS and the mobile. If you're looking at inventory controls, uh, you could have an employee at a uh, trade show or, 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 or uh, uh, outdoor event selling items. Let's just say baseball caps, selling baseball Hi. caps. Another employee in your store selling two. So, one guy outside selling two units, one guy inside selling two units, and someone online selling two units. It'll subtract six from your total inventory. Right, so every feature we've built at Zusa works equally the same across all our platforms. So we're seeing a lot of inventory controls being requested for online, a lot of cash discount surcharge, a lot of loyalty and rewards programs, customer management, okay, customer management. Um, The list goes on and on. So so, so we are seeing more, you know, you can't just say you do online, it's okay, well, what do you offer online? Right, right. Right? What do you offer online? So we're seeing a lot of that, James.
0: I was going to say it really is crazy because when you look at some of these merchant types like hair salons, is such a great example. You know, so many of these hair salons, they they have that SaaS solution for their online appointment scheduling. Or maybe it's not even online, right? Like maybe it's oh, just yeah. appointment scheduling uh, where, you know, they, they, they still write it down or they put it in their software or something. But then the problem is they, they haven't gotten payment there and they haven't gotten tips there. And they still have to go into a different system and write down who paid. And then when they try to do a rewards program or a loyalty program, they can't. When they try to do text reminders, they can't. So I think what would really help our audience, Danny, to understand this shift, let's talk about hair salons because I want to get like really, really specific, right? So let's say I'm a hair salon and I'm a hair salon owner and I currently have my book where I write down my appointments. Right. And I have my credit card machine, my, you know, my Verifone terminal. And I, I swipe cards when people come in and I give them a, a, a receipt and they write the tip and they write, you know what I'm talking about. So let's of talk course. about, I'm that hair salon, I'm growing. What does Zuza offer? And, you know, what am I going to be interested in as a hair salon owner?
3: Well, we're going to simplify your life, right? So what we tell merchants is, is, let us take, let us add five hours of leisure time back to your schedule per week. You know, let's get rid of that book. Let's get rid of um, the credit card terminal. Let's get rid of all the other solutions. And and by the way, when I say we, we actually don't sell to merchants. It's our partners. So Zoom doesn't do a direct to merchant sale. I think, you know, our business model, we're uh, payment agnostic and we only work through our resellers, agents, and ISOs. Um, but, But our agents are going in and they're telling them that, look, we can eliminate multiple pain points in your business and make it a lot less frictionless. So not only can we manage your schedule both online and in-person, we can manage payments both online and in-person. Customer management. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't emphasize this enough. That's always been one of our hottest sellers. You know, we could, we could take, obviously, um, uh, take a picture of yourself, James, with that haircut that you recently got, right? And, <laughs> and put your profile under your name, under your phone number. So next time you come in, they could see everything about you. They know the notes or, or how right. to get your nails done. They can know what color she used. Who her technician was, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, and and also our system will let them know when that customer has been back in a while. So if right. you want to do, if you want to set up the software to automatically alert the merchant or the, I'm sorry, the customer, say they haven't been back to your restaurant or hair salon or wherever in 60 days, it could send them a nice coupon or a reminder or right. things like that. So you know, in order to do that, you would have to have a full time employee to manage. Right. And sure. even then, let's be honest, how are they going to do it, right? Like, what are you going to do? Take so go picture with your phone and keep it in your, you know, uh, so, so we literally eliminate all their pain points and say, here's what you could do with us. Let us track all the bottles of gel you sell, let us track your clients, let us track what they like, didn't like, Uh, even when you get to the tip portion of the, you know, the checkout zoo's not only allows you to do a, if you had three technicians working on you, you could do a flat percentage tip across all three, or you could do a custom tip. Per each individual. That's also pretty unique.
0: Mm, that's awesome. And then, um, you know, there's so much about that, too, that I feel like drives additional business, you know, um, uh, since we're talking about hair salons. So I recently switched to the hair salon that I go to. Uh, it was probably about uh, maybe six months ago. Um, the reason I switched was two things. Number one, the one I was going to did not have online appointment scheduling. Right. It was too annoying because I have it an assistant is, mm-hmm. that does my schedule and she was like, I can't get a hold of people. I don't know, you know? And the other reason was they didn't have uh, text reminders that they would send out. And I had the short term yeah. memory of a butterfly. So, yeah. you know, it might, you know, it's like, I look at my schedule and like, Oh my word, I'm supposed to be at the hair salon 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. I get text reminders and it's like such a simple thing, but, I, but I think what's interesting, Danny, and the reason I bring that up is I think the ISOs and agents that are, that are in our audience that are listening right now, if they actually start to think about their behavior as a consumer, right? Right. Not as a sales rep, but as a consumer, they know intuitively that they're putting their merchants out of business by not providing these things, right? Why is it that I buy like 75% of the things I buy from Amazon right now? Because it's online. It's through an app on my phone. It's super convenient, right? Like, why do we get our groceries delivered from, from Walmart? Why do we get our food delivered from DoorDash? Like, as a consumer... We know that we're starting to shift to say, I'm only going to buy from businesses that are embracing this new reality. But then somehow we go out there as salespeople and say, sure, I'll put in a standard terminal for you. I'm sure you'll be fine. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, you're not, you're going to die. Stop doing that. Right. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, there's always going to be those businesses where it makes sense for that. You know, the individual terminal is still okay right now. You know, I'm thinking of like maybe auto repair places like that where they don't, they're not trying to grow as much. But ultimately, even those businesses, then it comes down, like you said, Danny, to convenience, right? It's like those merchants, if they don't want to grow their revenue, what they really want is to make their life easier. And so, either way, there's a rationale, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And and that's and that to me is always mind-boggling. I tell and I've used that analogy. I say, hey, what did you order for lunch today? Oh, yeah, I use Doordash. Okay, right. so why aren't you setting up your pizzeria with something? You know, uh, something right. to compete. So i not Right. Yeah, something, right? Like, or it, it's really odd. It's it's. I think it just has a lot to do with it. You know, some of these individuals just haven't been trained, Yeah. Um, but I've seen a big, I mean, you know, to, to a lot of credit to people in this space, I'm, I've seen a big
0: shift. Yeah, me too. With, with a lot I'm of starting to see it now. So, yeah,
3: yeah they're, they're, you know, at least the ones we're working with, I've seen them, for sure. you know, get pretty knowledgeable, you know, it's not just, they're not just concentrating on rape, they're concentrating on features, you know. Um, and and you know, but the problem is, I feel like cash discounting surcharging uh, again. The, that that world almost took, helped a lot of agents take a step back because now they're just trying to get the terminal in there. And yes. cash mm-hmm. discount. And I say, hey, instead of doing that, we've got the software, and we have the same terminal, by the way. I mean, that's that's the beauty of Zusa. So If you do right. want to just put them on a Pax A920 with cash discounting, Zusa has the solution for you. And then if they ever want to step up and evolve to a more full blown solution, they don't have to switch platforms. We literally just turn on a few toggles, and they're up. Right. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we, we've seen cash discount and kind of surcharge help some of these guys almost take a step back because now it's just, I think, to raise right, right. those accounts as possible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting what, what's happening in the world today. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't set up your own, I, I told one of our guys, you wouldn't set up your own mom or dad or brother with just a terminal, right? And they said, no, I wouldn't because, you know, I know that, that they need more than that to succeed. I said, well, then, you know, obviously help your merchants out as well. Right, right. Well, what about you know? I mean,
1: it would seemed to me that there's a lot of people out there. There are people. I shouldn't say a lot, but there are certainly people out there listening who agree with everything we're saying here, but they just don't know where to start. How? What kind of advice would you would you offer them?
3: You know, I'd reach out to Zuza to be honest with you because we can, <laughs> uh, we were designed. I think you know we were designed for the ISOs by the ISO, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we had very similar pain points where. A lot of the individuals we would reach out to were either competitors or they offered merchant services or um, mm. they were maybe one vertical focus where, you know, I think back in 2013, 2014, we kind of saw this coming down the pipeline a little right. bit uh, before most people, I would say. And we developed a, a technology platform that allows merchants to scale and allows salespeople to use our software, but pick any processor they want. Mm. So so they, they're not locked into a First Data, a thesis a Elevon, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They can go any direction they want and then put the software on our rails. You know, use use our software for, for the merchant to uh, grow and, and scale.
0: And, you know, one of the things I would add to that, Danny, that I, I would love to get your thoughts on, because I, I see this a lot, you know. I see a lot of ISOs and agents that, again, meet the description that Patty just gave. You know, they see the shift, or they you know, want to embrace the shift. Um, but the problem is, they're always trying to figure out how to slide it in with their current sales process. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm already so good at selling merchant services. There's gotta be a way to bolt Zuza onto this somehow, you know, so I don't right. have to learn something new. And it's like, no, you can't you learn do that. You do yeah. have to learn, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, well, I'm already so good at selling cars. I'm just gonna go sell real estate. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be great at it. Well, yes, you probably could be great at it, but you are going to have to learn about selling real estate. It's different than selling cars. There's a lot of crossover, for sure. Same customer right. base, you know, same, you, you know, mean? same sales skills, right? But it's you're selling a different thing. And so the idea that these sales reps have that I'm always fighting with is it's like, well, I'm a merchant services sales rep, and I think I'm going to start adding some POS here and there. No, yeah. <laughs> you got to say, I am going to become a software sales representative that integrates payments and, exactly. you know, and I'm going to rip the bandaid off. Look, you're going to suck at it for 30 days, just like you sucked at selling merchant services for 30 days, just like you sucked at selling mortgages for 30 days before that. It's a new thing. It's an evolution in your career. It's an evolution in what you're doing. But I think what I would say to a lot of, and I tell a lot of apps, I say, look, you're because the the mindset is so different, I tell them literally split your day in half. You know, literally, mm-hmm. if you can't afford to take 30 days and just focus on something you're not good at, spend the first half of the day selling those terminals, make your money. The next half of the day, all you're selling is point of sale. Like, you know, so I don't know. Do you have any thoughts along those lines of kind of seeing these sales reps struggle to make this, this transition?
3: I love what you said. I will add a little bit of a twist to it. But everything you said was perfect. And I agree with you. Uh, you know, I was smiling when you were sharing that because a lot of the pe- staff at Zusa. You know, I, I, I'm from the payment space. I think as I share, right. ISO ISO, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but most of my staff at Zusa, I actually didn't hire from the payment space because right. the first few individuals mm-hmm. I did hire, it was difficult trying to retrain them, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it was a, it was kind of difficult. And I said, you know what? I'd almost rather go get somebody from like a completely random industry. Yeah,
0: hire somebody just, from Salesforce or something, you know? That's
3: it. Yeah, <laughs> I, anything, yeah. anything, right? And, and just, you know, and that's not because, a lot of people can't evolve, right? Like like the title of the book, Evolve or Die. But a lot of people are have evolved and they've done a great job. And, yeah. and and I know you and I both know a bunch of them, right? Yes. Yes. But what what the only twist I'll add to that is, you know, I would I would encourage sales agents and, and individuals in our space to be more feature. Uh you know, be a software salesman, but concentrate more on features, not so yes. much on a
0: yes.
3: omni-channel solution, but you know, here's a perfect example but I can't tell you how many times people have said they've struggled with gift and loyalty programs, right? So so I'd ask a merchant, listen, what kind of gift card programs do you run? What's it costing you? What kind of loyalty programs do you run? And and what's it gaining you, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of my opening lines. And with Zusa, they're both free. Literally, they're both free. So we could set you up with a very uh, cutting edge loyalty program as well as a very uh, customizable gift card program very frictionless, no problem, easy to, you know, install and set up. And and we can get you going for, you know, the hardware doesn't cost anything, right? You can get them going with a basic tablet or or, or a a smartphone device. So what we're training our guys is kind of sell more on the features of the software, not so much the mobile, the POS, the online, but more on what are some things that can help you make money at your business, Mm -hmm. as well as um, increase your your overall performance of the establishment yeah. and and that's what that's how we do our trainings at least once a month with our, with sales agencies focus more on features not yeah. a, not just a product what we, we can is. do what we can do to help the business
0: yeah and, and you know what's interesting like i yeah. one one question i actually changed in my pitch i've i've had the same pitch for you know 12 years basically of selling payment yeah. processing services but um, As I've now gotten more into to doing, I'll do, you know, calls you know, on speakerphone as I'm training a group of agents or whatever. As I'm talking to merchants now, I, I used to always ask the question, who are you currently processing with? That was the end of my opening line, right? So, right. hey, I'm James Shepard, blah, 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 blah. Who are you currently processing with? You don't mind me asking, you know? I've changed that now to say, how are you currently accepting payments? Mm-hmm.
3: Beautiful. That's and, great
0: that subtle little shift, it's funny because it actually really throws the merchant off. And what I find is a lot of times they don't know the answer to the question. What they'll do is they'll say like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you, we, we do take credit cards already. I said, well, no. I mean, right. how do you accept payments? Do you do you have, you know, depending on the merchant type, right? Let's say it's a auto repair shop. I'll say, you know, do you uh, do you send electronic invoices to people that haven't paid you to get paid? Um, you know, do you schedule appointments in your system? Um, you know, do you ju- do you have like a terminal that you accept payments? Do you have a mobile unit so if people want to pay when you're showing them the car, and all of a sudden they absolutely all the lights start going off and they start going. Well, no, I don't do any of that. I just, I have this terminal.
1: <laughs> you know, I take a You're card, like, I put it in a terminal. talk about that.
0: How do you want to right. accept payments? You know, where do you see value in, in how you could accept more? Because ultimately you want to accept more payments, right? And it's like, yeah, okay, well, how could you, how do you want to do that and kind of putting the ball back in their court? And it's interesting to see their response. They, if you get their wheels turned and they do start to go, it would be really nice to have a mobile unit, or it would be really nice to be able to send the e-invoices to people that haven't paid yet, you know?
3: And let me piggyback off that too, James, if you don't mind for a moment, yeah. but, um, yeah. What we tell a lot of our sales agents, partners, ISOs is, listen, if, you know, a lot of times these merchants just don't know that these solutions exist and they're affordable, right? right? They don't know that they're out there. And I said, if you're not at least letting them know about it, at least presenting it to them, the next guy that walks in will be more knowledgeable on software. And guess what? He right. will present it. And guess what? You just lost that merchant account that you signed up a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Because I'll tell you right now, we had, we had an automotive shop the other day, 8,000 invoices, is what he had out there. Now this guy does partial payments with uh, our software, right? Okay. Um, so 8,000, you know, some had, you know, let's just say he had some that were a $1,000 ticket, people had paid 500, 300, 700. Right. But if he ever left the software, he would lose all 8,000 invoices. That guy's a merchant for life. He's never leaving, it's impossible. He's not gonna be able to, right. uh, I mean, he'd have to go back, write everything down on a spreadsheet, re-upload it somewhere else. It's, It would be an absolute nightmare. So. You know, but hats off to the, to the agent that signed this shop up because right. prior to Zusa, he had not been doing invoicing and 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 yep. estimates and things like that. So a lot of times the merchants just don't know that these tools exist yep. for free, right? I think mm-hmm. they've been quoted by like the Clovers or some of the other guys out there where it's an additional app or additional software charge. Yep. So what we tell our partners is just at least let them know. That way, Right, if they want to relieve you for a product that you have in your back pocket,
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I yeah, love it.
3: Absolutely right, James.
0: I love it. Yeah. So, well, this is good stuff. Um, I, you know, I don't want to share too much more because I don't want to steal all the thunder from our ebook, Danny. So I want to talk about the <laughs> ebook here uh, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you to give a little contact information and stuff for those that want to learn more. But um, I created a special link. It's one of my short little URLs uh, for our listeners to download the new ebook, Again, it's called Evolve or Die, Moving Your Merchant Online. And so we talk about, again, e-commerce, online ordering, online appointment scheduling, and basically just helping these physical location merchants and other merchants, but primarily these physical location merchants, helping them to move some of their processing online and giving them additional features and benefits. We talk about how to sell it. We talk about the features Zuza offers. That URL is ccsalespro.com. Slash Zuza ebook, all lowercase, all one word, ccsalespro.com slash Z U Z A E B O O K, Zuza ebook. So ccsalespro.com slash Zuza ebook. Pause the podcast right now. Open up your little browser there. Go to ccsalespro.com slash Zuza ebook. You got to read this one. It's a must read. If we're going to stay competitive as a an industry, meaning merchant sales direct, we've got to stop losing ground to toast. We've got to stop losing ground to square and we're not going to do that until we, as a, as a collective group say, wait a second, we still want to be able to have a business and a career in 10 years. So right. we've got to start pushing back and we do that by selling software. So Danny, Evolve any- or die. Evolve or die. I love it. So Danny, any final insights from you and then maybe also just go ahead and share with our audience some contact information and where people can go to learn more about Zusa.
3: Yeah. And, and if anyone that does download the ebook and, and, and finds it, To be a good read, if they reach out to us uh, through CC Sales Pro, we're going to give you guys 90 days free software as well, all the online tools for your merchants just to help you um, you get get, get a few new merchants. So any CC Sales Pro listeners, we're just going to throw in 90 days online tools for free um, for you and your merchants. And and yeah, to to learn more about Zuza, you can go to getzusa.com. That's www.getgetzusa.com, And you can find out more about us there.
0: Awesome. Danny, thank you so much for your time and your insights today. It's something I think a uh, conversation in our industry needs to be having a lot more of. Uh, so I really appreciate you taking the time to work with me on the ebook and then also taking the time to, uh, you know, share today the insights with our audience. Yeah. Thank really
3: you, enlightening. Thank you,
1: Danny.
3: Yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you, Patty. I, I, as, as always, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Okay. So we want to say thanks today to our, to our sponsor, Valor Paytech. You know, James, we've talked, you know, we were talking today about processor agnostic and and standalone terminals. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Valor. If you want to just be out there selling a standalone terminal that supports cash discounting, that's the way to go. But, you know, what we haven't talked about lately, and I just wanted to throw out is some of the bells and whistles that come with with the uh, Valor PayTech solution. I mean, one of the things that I think is really cool is they have a survey module, for yeah. each transaction you know little smiley faces and and you can uh you know check off how was service and right. it's not just how is service it it you know it allows you to um to um review the metrics. so you might right. maybe during a morning shift, people are really happy. but the afternoon you'd sh- say you're a restaurant, right? yeah, the waitresses the waiters and waitresses in the morning are great. They're getting all smiley faces right. by lunchtime, maybe they're a little tuckered out and they're getting, you know, Frowns. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if I was running a Good restaurant, data. that would be really important information, yeah. right? Absolutely. Gives It also gives you an opportunity to reward those customers who right. might not have had the best. Hey, here's $10. Sorry. It wasn't a great experience. Right. Here's a $10 gift card. Right. Come back and, and give us another shot. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's another thing when you enter your payment information, you know, you can, you can get a, a, a email receipt, right? Right. Um, but it's also, or text receipt, rather. Right. Um, but by capturing that information, it also allows you to do targeted text marketing. Right. You know, it, right. it's those little bells and whistles yeah. that I think really stand this apart from everything that, else.
0: You know, and I'll tell you what, text marketing, you know, we, we don't, it's 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 always so interesting to me, the the curve of technology. You know, we don't talk about that enough because it's mm-hmm. kind of, again, it's yesterday's news. It's like, right. well, text marketing's been around forever. Yeah, and it's finally been around long enough that merchants will actually use it. Right.
1: Right, so I have a little. Really I, I have a little country store that I go to for my sandwiches sometimes. Yeah, and uh, you know, the first time they asked me to put in uh, my phone, I was like, "Oh, really?" And they're like, "Well, we're going to send you our
0: receipt." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Right. Well, right. now
1: I get like, "Hey, Patty, you know, you haven't been in for a week, or a, you know,
0: here's your coupon.
1: Here's your coupon." Right. It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. right." I haven't. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff. It. I think it's really awesome for um engaging and and yeah. endearing customers to you yeah, you just have to be careful that you don't overdo it you know right, you course. gotta time right. it right but right. Right. it can be a powerful tool so yeah. well, go to at,
0: at the end of the day it's something that valor offers and it's a great solution so if you want to learn more about it head over to ccsalespro.com slash valor v-a-l-o-r ccsalespro.com slash valor check it out and get a free demo for yourself
2: this is Questions from the Field, brought to you by ccsalespro.com, the leader in merchant sales training and technology. If you are an individual merchant sales professional, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash training to get a free 14-day trial of our all-access pass. If you manage a team of merchant sales professionals, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash ISO to learn how we can help you grow. And now, here is Questions from the Field with James Shepard. So, Patty, today's questions from the field,
0: I, I really wanted to dovetail. I knew what Danny and I were going to be talking about in, on the uh, you know interview earlier in the episode, and I wanted to talk about this interesting question of should I still sell standalone terminals? And um, it's such an interesting question. You know, based on the interview earlier, you might think my response is just no, um, but that's not my response at all. In fact, I, I feel very strongly that you should. Um, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit today because it's a much more complicated issue than than it might seem at the outset. Um, so there's a couple really important market forces that we need to to understand before we answer this question. Um, first of all, as Danny mentioned, it is very important to understand that there are still a large block of business owners who are extremely resistant to new technology. Yes. Right. The primary reason behind this is there's two drivers. Either, number one, they don't believe that it's going to help them grow their business, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. more commonly, number two, they're not trying to grow their business. So Mm. what a lot of people don't understand when they're going out to sell small business owners, you know, I always tell people, if you're trying to sell small business owners, there's a reason that they're small, right? You know, my business has grown by, I don't know, 10X over the last three years, right? There is a reason for that. I want to grow it. (laughs) You know, I am working a lot of hours to grow it. I am hiring consultants to help me figure out how to grow it. You know, I'm raising capital so I can like, I want to grow. And so I'm doing a lot of things to grow. Whereas many small business owners are actually more defined as specialists. So, you know, they want to make amazing pizza that people really appreciate. Right. You know? They want to create flower arrangements that are a blessing to people, you know, and that are, you know, something that impacts marriages in their areas. People get flowers. Right, right, right. You know, there are other motivations. Now, do all of these people want to make money? Yes, of course. But do all of them want to make twice as much as they're making now if it means putting in 30, 40% more effort? And changing everything and the stress that goes along with growth. No. So um, I think it's very important to understand that there are definitely business owners out there right now who are not looking to grow and, or they don't believe that the technology is going to help them.
1: Okay. Here's an, can Go I, ahead. can I just interject for a second? Yeah, Cause please. I, I was away this weekend and you know, and I, I heard some interesting commercials on local radio where I was Yeah, and, and it, I'm bringing this up because I also think there are some merchants who don't think their customers care or need right. other ways to interact with them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I had this, I, I, just one commercial I heard, it was, I think it was a restaurant. We have, a, and they're like, we have this new app. You can, you know, download this app and order and pay. But if you really still want to, you can go online or you can come into the store and we'll handle you. Right. Right. Because they right. were sort of like, yes, OK, we don't want everybody to think they have to order with an app. Yes. And there's like there's right. there's a uh, a trepidation over older, yeah. maybe older consumers who aren't com- comfortable right. with using apps. And I think yeah. that it enters into the equation as well.
0: I, I agree. And I think it's a valid concern. I mean, there, there mm-hmm. definitely are, you know, there is a percentage of consumers that's growing smaller and smaller. But mm-hmm. there is a percentage of consumers that they don't, you know, they still want to walk into a store and pay with cash. Right. And right. so. That that still exists. And so you have to still handle that. So, right. so embracing this reality, what does this mean for salespeople in our industry? I think there's a couple of things that need to shift. Okay. Number one, if you're brand new to this industry and you're saying, I just want to build a residual portfolio, you don't have a strong background in technical sales of any kind. You've never sold software. You've never sold any technical items at all there is absolutely nothing wrong with going out there in the field and selling cash discounting with a standalone terminal. Right. There, there's nothing wrong with that. I know people right now that are making a fortune that are doing that. And it's, it's really great that in our industry, we're at this kind of point in time where with cash discounting and surcharging, as Danny mentioned, I mean, you can go out there and sell these standalone terminals and you can make a ton of money and you can make a lot of sales. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Two things though that you need to understand if you're going, if you're on that path. Okay. Number one, understand you do, you are eventually going to have to get off of that path. So, you know, it's getting harder and harder. So, what's happening is, let's say that in your market, let's say hypothetically within, you know, 30 minutes of your house, let's say that there are 5,000 businesses that are accepting payments right now. Right. Okay. Um, uh-huh. so you have 5,000 potential customers. Well, right. 10 okay. years ago, you know, 10 years ago, 500 of them had an integrated point of sale solution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or an integrated software with payment solution. So that left right. you 4,500 that you could go after, right? Mm-hmm. Today, out of those 5,000, 2,000 of them have an integrated solution,
1: right? Right. right?
0: And so you now have 3,000. Well, you still have 3,000. So great. Go ahead, go mm-hmm. make the sales. If you're in downtown LA, out of 5,000, it's probably now 4,000, you know? it's, mm-hmm. And so the problem is no matter where you are geographically, understand that 36 to 48 not, months from now, out of the 5,000, it's going to be like 4,500. Right. So the problem is your market, if you're selling standalone terminals, it's not that you can't sell them anymore. It's that it's your shrinking. available market is shrinking. And what right. concerns me about that right now, today, what concerns me about that today is that I know that you can make a lot of money selling standalone terminals. And I know that our industry is predicated on this lone wolf concept of I'm building my portfolio. I don't care about anybody else building their portfolio. But the problem with that is at some point when you have a large enough enemy, you do have to collectively get together in Mm -hmm. order to fight them off and make no mistake about it. Square, yes, post, and stripe. They right. don't want you to have a business in five years. No. They want you to be broke. They want you to have no residual income. Mm-hmm. They do not want direct salespeople that are working for credit card processing companies. They don't want you. They're trying to put us out of business.
1: Yes, okay? they are.
0: And, and and to think anything else is insanity. They are trying to put us out of business, all of us, not just me, not just you, all of us. The idea of direct sales, they're trying to destroy that in this industry. So the problem is right now, they are absolutely without any doubt whatsoever, they are winning the battle. Mm -hmm. Okay. If we stay on the path that we're on right now, we will all of us be out of business Okay. In five to 10 years, they are on the path to do this. Now, yeah. our industry has always been very resilient. We've always come back and we, and as Danny said, now people are starting to make the shift and we're starting right. to push back and say, no, 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 you're not going to steal all of my accounts. I'm going right. to go out there and give them the solution that they really need that's future proof. Right. But my concern right now today is not, you know, it's like, well, James, I'm still out here selling standalone terminals. I'm fine. Yeah. But Every merchant you're selling that standalone terminal to, that merchant is still exposed right. to this external threat that we have from these integrated software vendors who are not processor agnostic, like ZUSA. Right. And so what I'm really encouraging our industry to do is let's try to take a little bit of a step back and think collectively for a second. Where do you see the market in three, five, 10 years? You know, right. if right. you don't see that far ahead, let me help you out every merchant out there is going to have an integrated solution of some kind. If not, they're absolutely insane. They're going to be out of business. You know, are there still going to be that 10 to 15% of the market? That's not integrated to some kind of software. Sure. So, but you're not going to make a ton of money on those guys. No, like how many of us are still going to be able to be in business. If we can only sell 10% of the market, like right? right. it's going to shrink way too much. Right. So right. what does that mean? It means we got to start making the shift. So let me challenge those of you that are experienced, like I did earlier in the interview, you know, Hit the pause button, you know, spend half your day selling standalone terminals, spend the other half of the day selling a, a point of sale system that's processor agnostic that actually has these features that does a lot of things because eventually you're going to have to learn it. And so what I would say is, you know, is it okay to still, still sell standalone terminals? Yes, you can still sell them. And if you're new to the industry, it's it's really a good idea, actually. Um, I think you should do a smart terminal at the very least so you can have some functionality. But the real issue is that as a collective group those of us that have been in the industry for a while that we know what we're doing we got to start making this shift because we have an external enemy now that we used to right. not have right. and it's a it is a serious threat to right. our livelihood And they are coming for your merchants. Your merchants are getting Facebook ads from them. Your merchants are getting Google ads from them. Your merchants are seeing ads in trade publications. Your merchants are hearing them on podcasts. Like, they are serious about stealing your merchant accounts. And as, as Danny mentioned, once they steal your merchant account, you are not ever going to get that one back until maybe five years down the road if you've ended up finally making the transition you'll go back and upgrade them to the next technology solution because of some feature but it's going to cost you a fortune because you're going to have to give them a free unit to get them to move. Right. So right. why not go to them now and start talking to them so that at the very least and this is my other main point is at the very least when they're ready to make the move they need to know that you, you. are the person. Right. Okay? When your merchant, when your hair salon finally says, you know, people keep asking me why they can't schedule appointments online. I think I need to get that. That you you don't want them to go on YouTube and search for, online appointment scheduling software mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're going to find first
1: thing up is going to be square
0: square and they're going to find yes. all these competitors and right. these competitors are good at what they do in a way that most of you out there don't even understand you don't even understand how youtube ads and retargeting and pay-per-click and right, Facebook right. pixels and you don't even understand this stuff and they have people that are paid a quarter of a million dollars a year to like tweak their youtube strategy so that when that person watches that video one time that they are going to get ads about the appointment scheduling for the next six months every every website they visit every app they play a game on they're going to see that and so you you can't let them do that you have to let them know at the very least reach out to your current clients and say hey Is there are there any ways you want to accept payments? I just want to throw this out there, make sure you know I do offer a full suite of solutions. Right. So if it makes sense to have that conversation now, let's schedule a conversation. If it makes sense to have that conversation two, three, four, five years from now, I just want you to know that I am here for you. I will personally come in and help you upgrade your payment system to accept payments however you need online, appointment scheduling, invoicing, whatever you need, I've got it. They need to know that. Otherwise, they're gonna go searching. And when they go searching, they're not going to find you. They're right. going to find all of your competitors, and then you are going to have the hardest time ever h- holding on to the account, because they're just going to leave without telling you. Because they're going to assume that all you do is sell terminals. They're going to leave, right. and then you're never going to get them back. So I just so, want to encourage our industry as a whole to kind of think about this maybe a little bit more uh, from groupthink <laughs> versus our normal individualistic strategy.
1: Right. Right. And you know, it, it sort of goes with your ebook, because as an industry, yes. we need to evolve or we will die. Yes.
0: Yes, and it's and it's evolve or die. It's it's ultimately the you know the the thing is it's the merchants that has to evolve or die. And what the problem is, who is going to help them evolve? Right, right. And so we have and then to and we have to evolve so that we can help them evolve. Yes, right. Exactly. And so it's right. that chain reaction. Mm-hmm. And then last thing I'll say real quick, and then I'm done. I would also even take this up the chain one step further to the large ISOs and the processors that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's time for you to evolve or die as well. Right. You know, this idea that you have all these independent reps out there and you do offer some point of sale systems. What more could you possibly do? Mm -hmm. Well, let's see if we can think of anything, you know? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe, you know, just a crazy idea because like no other industry ever has done this but maybe it's time to take training seriously. Really? <laughs> like, can you imagine, you know, it's yeah. like, seriously, I talked to these ISOs and it's been like eight years since they had to think about training because, you know, it's like, Oh, we train people. We send them out there. They sell these terminals, you know, well, guess what? Now you're asking people to sell something totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's time to start thinking about training more seriously and hire a corporate trainer or use somebody like me as a consultant or get video courses or whatever, or work with uh, the the point of sale companies and figure out how to do this. But, Training your people. Maybe it's time to start investing capital, and recognizing that the lifetime value of one of these point of sale deals is so high. You know these companies, Patty. They will pay two hundred and fifty dollars to give away a free standalone terminal all day long, right? Mm -hmm. But you try to get them to spend a thousand dollars to give away a free point of sale device, and they think you're nuts. And they balk. Yeah. But what's insane is the $1000 versus the 250 so it's four times more but what's what'll happen is if you actually look at the numbers these point of sale deals are three or four times as profitable with a right. three or four time additional um you know retention time frame they're 16 times more valuable but you're right. not willing to spend four times the money to get 16 times the value so Maybe it's time to rethink capital allocation for acquisition. Maybe it's time to rethink training. Maybe it's time to just rethink the emphasis that we're putting in what we're rewarding. If you have Mm -hmm. rewards and recognition, are you recognizing those people that are consistently selling three, four, five point of sale system deals a month? Or are you only recognizing the reps that are doing 15 to 20 standalone terminals a month, right? Mm -hmm, Both mm -hmm, are good, mm -hmm. both are profitable. Last one I'll give you is maybe it's time to rethink the entire sales process. Now, this is really going to surprise some ISOs that I'm saying this. Maybe it's time to rethink the sales process and the way you could generate more leads for your existing reps. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, Our industry was built on telemarketing, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, Right. Why don't we bring that back, but not in the old way necessarily. Mm It could be, you know, reach out and schedule appointments with hair salons and talk about appointment scheduling. That's an option. But what about farming your existing accounts? Not stealing the account from the rep, but reaching out to your existing accounts and just letting them know what you offer and offering to schedule a follow-up appointment with your salespeople. If you mm-hmm. really want to get your salespeople good at selling point of sale, the only way you can do that is to get them to sell point of sale. You have to get them to have the conversation. And I right. bet you that if you reached out to your top people and said, hey, guess what? We just reached out to Susan at XYZ Company. They want to talk to you about Zuza. They want to talk to you about Mint. They want to talk to you about this point of sale solution that we offer. We already teed it up for you. They're, they're waiting for you to, you know, talk to them Tuesday at 3.00. Right.
1: I mean, wow. I mean, talk about being handed to you, you know, I mean, what you're really saying, James, is that for the for our industry to survive, it needs to go on the offensive. Yes. You know, I mean, it's been so often the the mindset has been a defensive mechanism, right? Right. Oh, I got to undercut this guy. That's the way I'm going to get ahead. No, you need to be on the offensive. You need to be, you know, thinking ahead and 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 doing more than just like we used to call it, feed on the street. It's about more than just being feed on the street. It's about actually bringing solutions to your clients and prospects.
0: And if you, you know, and again, if you can provide that value to your reps, I mean, think about this. I'll leave you with this last thought, you know, Patty, can you imagine as, as an ISO, if if an ISO could really imagine this for a second, imagine reaching out to one of your top reps. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. saying, we are going to do two things. Number 1, we are making it again. I use Zusa cuz we just interviewed them. So it sounds like I'm I'm pushing them here, but I'm, you know, that's just who we interviewed today. So I'm going to use them as an example. You reached out to your reps and you said, "Look, we're doing two things. Number 1, we are making the full suite of Zusa products available as free placement." Mhm. You can sell whatever you want. You want to give them a, a tablet register, you know, all in one unit. You want to give them a mobile unit. You want to give them an A920, whatever. Mm-hmm, we are mm-hmm. making all of the hardware costs go away. We'll pay the hardware costs. And number two, we are going to be reaching out to every single one of your existing merchants with a standalone terminal and trying to schedule you an appointment to go talk to them about Zusa. Right. What would happen to your business over 12 months of doing that? And Think about what would happen to the, in the mind of that agent. What is that agent going to do as soon as they get off the phone with you? They are going to like, what is Zuza They're, they're going to be like, right. send me a demo unit. I'll buy it myself. I have to, right. what are they going to do? They are going to figure it out. And once okay. they set up five, 10 of their existing merchants on that platform successfully, what do you think that's going to do to their new sales? They're going to be mm-hmm. selling it. So mm-hmm. you got to find a way. We got to get creative. As Patty said, going on the offense, how do we shift the mindset of our 1099 contractors or our W-2 agents? And it's time to get creative. It's time to start, you know, actually taking action. We've been given it lip service. And it's like, and again, all these Isis I talked to, well, we offer Clover, we offer Mint, we offer Zuza You know, we have these things that we offer that's not enough it's a new thing you've got to be more offensive so anyway i could talk about this for another hour but i'll leave that for the ebook Um, i'll give that link one more time though patty um it's ccsalespro.com slash zuza ebook z-u-z-a ebook so all one word all lowercase ccsalespro.com slash zuza ebook go there download it for free danny and i just really want to help the industry make this shift um and i hope that you will
2: read our new ebook great thanks james This is the Insider's Report with Patty Murphy, brought to you by The Green Sheet. For nearly 40 years, The Green Sheet has been the go-to source for news, analysis, and educational tools that empower and connect payments professionals. If you're not reading The Green Sheet already, check it out on the web today at www.greensheet.com.
1: So, you know, James, I am somebody who admits when they're wrong, and I had a lot of doubts about real-time payments becoming real anytime soon, but I think I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Um, recent events have shown that it really is starting to gain some traction, um, yeah. not just with the big guys, but with smaller banks as well. Okay. Uh, the Clearinghouse, which is a consortium of all the largest banks in the country, and uh, it also runs the only operational real-time clearing and settlement network in the. US called RTP, now has more than hundred and thirty banks and credit unions exchanging payments via RTP, twenty four by seven by 365. Wow, um, yeah. And uh, you know, TCH has a long and storied history uh, providing clearing and settlement services for bank to bank payments you know, ACH, checks, wire transfers. And in fact, it's the only organization to successfully compete with the Federal Reserve for this um, right. part okay. of the market. And here's a little interesting aside, which of course shows how it dates me, shall we say. Visa tried to compete head to head with the Fed for ACH business back in the 80s. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it lasted about three or four years. And you know, I mean, its feeling was, hey, we have this network that connects all these banks. We should be able to do ACH, and it could not do so affordably, um, which shows you know how difficult it really is to compete yeah. with the Fed. Yeah. Um, now, the Fed right now is creating a framework for real time payments. Okay, uh, you know, clearing and settlement is called Fed Now. Um, uh, right. oh, yeah, I'm like talking about that before. Right, remember I talked about that before. You know, generally the Fed only clears and settles payments between basically 9 and 5 Eastern, uh, no, never on weekends and never on federal holidays. So it's kind of hard to do anything approximating real time in that environment. But this Fed now service is supposed to uh, support 24 by 7 by 365 clearing and settlement. But it's not expected to be operational until 2023. Now, I will admit that when the, Fed, when the Fed first said it would be operational in 2023, I said in the back of my mind, yeah, maybe 2025, because the Fed takes forever to get things done. Of course. But I have been speaking to several people in recent weeks while writing some articles about this who say, no, Patty, they're actually on, you know, on schedule this time. Wow. Um, and they're actually doing a dry run starting next year. And they have wow. a bunch of banks, small and large, already signed up to do this.
0: So, just to just to clarify for our audience and the application mm-hmm. here, um, where this would impact our industry, if I understand it correctly, is that the idea would be that a merchant would, you know, process a payment and they could literally get that money instantly deposited to their bank account. Uh, within an hour or two. Within an hour or two, okay. Okay, right. because well, it takes... And, and really, it, it could be instant because... It could be instant depending on the bank. Well, not only that, but also depending on the acquiring side because right. in other words, what they might, j- just like right now, I mean, the, the acquiring banks are paying the money to the merchant long before they're getting the money. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah right. But the idea is because of the, they're going to get that money. Right. They know that the underlying infrastructure they're they are getting their money faster. So they will give the money to the merchants faster. It's so just like square does. They charge 1%. To right. Get your money instantly. Right. Right. Um, And so right. we're, we're seeing more of that in our industry as well. And I think the rationale is, you know, the, these larger companies that are processing companies are anticipating that this underlying infrastructure is improving. So they're going to start paying the money out instantly for a fee with the understanding that pretty soon they're going to be getting their money faster as well.
1: Right. The risk is much reduced. And in fact, you know, you bring up this, and I I was going to bring this up. Um, There's a bank right now called, what is it? West side bank in Iowa, small community bank, about 140 million in assets. And it just linked into RTP. Mm using Shazam. Now you and I have spoken about Shazam before. Yeah, it's a sure. EFT network, right? right? But it also provides core processing to community banks and credit unions. Okay. And it was, you know, a pioneer in pin debit and at point of sale, lays claim to being the only nationwide independent member-owned EFT network processor and core provider. Um, and it has um, signed up about three community banks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of those banks is already using the RTP to fund merchant accounts. Mm. Wow. Okay. And, you know, when I was talking to Shazam, they're like, you know, the woman at Shazam, a woman by the name of Janet the uh said to me, you know, Patty, most of these merchants are getting, you know, funded by ACH, which can take up to three days. We have a hairdresser right now who, you know, uh, closes out her books at four o'clock and at five o'clock she has her money.
0: Wow. So, and, and I mean, and it really is insane for people that are maybe newer to the industry who don't understand. Merchants actually really do care about this. Oh, you know? yes. It, oh, it always, yes. honestly, it kind of always surprises me a little bit. Even when I was selling it, it always surprised me because I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. I mean, you're managing your cash flow so poorly that it's like, if I get it now versus tomorrow morning, that's a big help. It's going mean, to make
1: a difference. I mean, that I, I'm with you. It kind of blows my mind. Although I will say when I was younger and, and less, less, less uh, astute. <laughs> That was, yeah. you know, I would want that money as soon as I could get it. But right, right. you know, there's a lot yeah. of merchants that do. And uh, yeah. you know, I think it's really interesting. Shazam right now is, you know, it's developed this API that allows its core processing clients to get into RTP. Right. Um, but they're planning on rolling it out to their to their EFT network clients in right. pretty rapid order. Right. Um yeah. and I think it's also interesting to to realize that. There are other core processors who are engaged with RTP, including Fiserv and FIS,
2: both of which
1: own major merchant processing, you know, have merchant major merchant processing arms. And that's why I think this is really, has has real feet, you know, it's really going to take off. If Shazam can do it, you know that Fiserv is going to start doing it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, I just think and then, yeah. And then, you know, the Fed's still working on this network. And the thing you got to remember about the Fed, and this is the real important thing. Under the Federal Reserve Act, or actually the Monetary Control Act, which amended the Federal Reserve Act, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but federal law requires that the Federal Reserve offer payment, clearing and settlement services to every federally insured financial institution in the country. Right, right. So once this FedNow system is up, any bank that clears through the Fed has access to real-time payments.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's going to be and, interesting. I, that's going to be a big shift in the industry for sure.
1: Oh, I think it is. I think, you know, right now, you know, offering same-day funding is sort of like one of those one-off perks. Right. I think it's going to become um, – Yeah, I think it's going to become table stakes in a few years.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Patty. It will definitely keep us in the loop on this one. It'll be very interesting to see how it develops. It will do, James. Thanks. This episode of the Merchant Sales Podcast was brought to you by Valor Paytech. The technology company that is revolutionizing cash discounting and surcharging with innovative features like dual mid support, waive the fee options, and even adding non-cash adjustment charges to TIPS. Now, all of this is made possible by a variety of technology devices and solutions such as gateways, tabletop point of sale devices, and features like SMS text messaging and e-invoicing, all with cash discounting in mind. Valor PayTech bold ideas smart execution make sure you head over to ccsalespro.com slash valor v-a-l-o-r ccsalespro.com slash valor v-a-l-o-r schedule your free demo today and watch videos and learn more about this amazing technology solution
2: thank you for listening to the merchant sales podcast whether you are an industry veteran processing executive or just trying to learn about the payment space